Anyway, sorry for the interruption. But like I was pointing out, what is the, why does Satan fight us from identifying with God as Father? What is Father? The source of all things, right? Now, God now took time to explain how much of a father he is if your earthly father will take care of you, bear with you. Do you know that after I give that example, people go home and still pray as if God is a deity, a shrine in the sky that you, you have to appease with offering. But you don't appease your earthly father. And he said, I am greater than your... He asked me a question. He said, you have this issue. You have this issue. I said, yes. He said, and you told me. I said, yes. Why are you still acting as if I can't take care of it? I said, Lord, because he's still staring at me. He said, so it's staring at you now implies that it has exceeded my power. I see. You know, sometimes you think you know what you are thinking. Then when God begins to question you, you know you are thinking wrong. I said, Lord, wait. First of all, I'm sorry. Um, the Bible says we are frail. He said, okay. Will you always go back there and have that excuse? I said, well, you know I'm growing now. You're managing me the way you saw me. But I know this is wrong. He said, it is staring at you, but it will never swallow you. He said that you will pass through rivers. He said, I already said it. That I already said it is enough for you. It can never swallow you. He said, whatever smoke screen Satan uses against you, always remember what I already said. Is that not what Jesus said when he said they would stone him because he called himself God? Did he change word? Did he change word? Do you know that recently, since that four days, three days ago, I'll be four days now, my meditation has been God my Father. What is, what is, what is my meditation? You remember some months back, and I talked about, I was leaving the house, and God asked me, is this the best I can do, the way I'm looking now? Now you look hungry, you look tattered, are you representing me well? I said, I'm, I'm representing my current circumstance. What are you talking? He said, no. Your current circumstance is not where you are. Your current, your current circumstance is me. Is this me? When I left that day after sharing, you, you see, that's the problem. People come to church, no expectation. So because there is no expectation, no change comes. When I went home, I started meditating on it. What does that mean? The first notion that comes to your mind is, okay, God will give me what I did not work for, right? Because if we count what I'm working for, it is what you people give me, which I have to confess is nonsense. I mean, churches that have less number of people than I have here are doing fine for their pastor. But me, I have a group of individuals who are very powerful, very powerful people. And I love them the way they are. But do you get what I'm saying? So I have to look outside. Look at God. For example, the reason Chinedu thinks, listens to me now when I talk, doesn't listen before, is because proof. Proof. Not only for me, for her. 
believe God as Father. She was actually the reason why I was talking about if you're asking God for 5,000, it's easy. The trouble is when 5,000 becomes 50,000, you find out that you're no longer believing normal. It's the same money. Talk to me. But 5,000 is the size of your sacrifice. Is what you can sacrifice. Like if we ask in church, sacrifice. 5,000, where your faith level reaches, is also the level of your sacrifice. So beyond that point, you know you can't sacrifice it. It becomes a headache for you. And because you assume God is like you. What do I mean by God is like you? You assume God pays people according to their sacrifice. Hello? Am I wrong? No. I like us being honest. Am I wrong? You can't assume that. God never gives you according to what you deserve. He must always exceed it because he has to continuously prove to you that your efforts are not needed, including your righteousness, which, by the way, is like a menstrual towel before the Lord. Disgusting. Your feeble attempts to live right, to be holy. I, I, I like that language. To be righteous. God says it's annoying. What does not annoy him is righteousness that celebrates the death of Christ. Any other stupidity called righteousness annoys God. I thank God for Jesus and is continuously repeating that God knows we are free. In Psalm 78 verse 39, we found out that God planned it from origin. He didn't plan for us to be strong. We were made lower than angels. Angels are the epitome of strength in creation. Are you getting me? That's why one angel can swallow 185,000 men. They are the picture when you're looking for powerful people. They are what? The picture. But God went to look for people he'll create that have no strength, no power, no ability whatsoever so that they can depend on him. It was the idea from creation. But that nonsense in man that came from Adam is still at work. What is the rubbish? Why would you, man, created to depend on God, want to know what you are doing? This is the tree of knowledge. When you eat it, you know what is good and what is bad. Who sent you? Not even the tree of life. You see how Satan is crafty. He didn't tempt them with tree of life so that they can live forever. No. He tempted them with tree of knowledge. Why do you need knowledge? Why do you? That's why when preachers begin to cross boundary and to share that message, let it be received by faith. Don't come and start telling me dimensions, realms, realms, plural. So God, amen to God, who took you on a journey of dream or vision and you saw realms. Stop being preoccupied with nonsense. Things are received from God by faith. Now, here is the point. Here is the long and short of the whole story. Why does God tie your access, the things he prepared for you, to an understanding of who you are, to your identity? Who are you? 
Are you what your family said? Are you what your environment said? Are you what the school you are working for called you? When I went to Zaria one time to minister, I told them something. I said, the spirit, every major world institution, like university, has a ruling spirit. It's not for you to dislodge. It's for you to rule over that spirit. Remember, the owner of a slave is the owner of the property. The property doesn't belong to him. He himself does not belong to himself. So you, son, collect the... I challenge you people one day, especially prayer warriors, show me where the Bible says Paul was preaching, Peter was preaching, and he had 40 days fasting to rule the, the ruler of the land. Where is the example from? Old Testament. None of you ever reads the New Testament. But here's what I'm saying. And I told them, I said, he cannot function without a human being. There must be a human being through whom he functions. And I said, most times you would think it's the VC, maybe university, or the medical director, maybe teaching hospital, or anything. No, those people change regularly. No, 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 no. The spirit doesn't dwell in them. He goes to dwell in the janitor, old cleaner. If you check it, he has been there from when the place started. When he is dying, he will hand over to someone else. Do you get me? Like in your school now, there is a human being there. Been there like too long. Check it, he's funny in behavior. Because the spirit ruling over the place is in him. I don't know if you're understanding me. But your job is not to contend. God doesn't, sons don't have time to go to the field. But they rule over the people that go to the, that's the mentality they don't get. That's the thing about identity. Do you understand? When you contend, you spend a lot of years contending and you still don't rule the place. Praise God. So why identity? Identity grants you access. Listen, all the while Joseph was in prison, right? He knew himself by the words of the father. He knew himself by the, his circumstances in Egypt. How do I know? Listen to what he continuously referred. He, he referenced. He said, they took me away from my father's house, sold me into slavery. So he knew what the father called him, and he knew what his slavery called him. But when they brought him before Pharaoh, he said, speak. Answer is in the mouth of God. He recognized God. So much so that the evidence I need is that nine, ten years after God put him on the throne, he had never gone home. So the matter had changed. His identity had changed. Now, listen to Jesus. Jesus grew up in a house where the mother gave birth after him. And those ones grew up and resented him because he was different. But he followed the, his name. He didn't answer Joseph's name. He kept answering, son of God, my father, son of God, my father, without fear. What did they do? They mocked him. John chapter 7, they mocked him in his own house. But he didn't mind them. 
he retained his identity. How? He said to them, they that be like you can go to the feast at any time. But me, I can't. Meaning, I have a different father. When you begin to change your understanding of your identity, it will reflect in your speech. If your identity is still determined by the earth, you'll be saying things like, this world, eh? The economy, eh? Things are hard, eh? But when you begin to enter your identity as understood by God, you won't just be talking about the economy of heaven. You will not just be very sure of it. You'll be talking of God in a personal, let me borrow the words of these recent preachers, dimension. Then, that which belongs to you begin to come to you. I mean, Jesus called himself son of God so much that it became his name, the son of man. Are you getting me? But the part I liked is, even at the risk of stoning to death, he held on to the name. My friend that I mentioned earlier, who was telling me about that if you want a job, you change your name to a Muslim name, you'll get a job. There's something I said to her. I said, all those that refuse to toe that line, born again or not, God always has a, a recompense a reward waiting for them that those that change their name will look at. It may not come at that moment, but their mentality will keep changing until they enter into that which God planned for them. Then those that change their name will see them and regret it. It has to be just as the word written in the Bible, them that despise me shall come by and at my feet, must always come to pass. It must always happen because, let me quote Jesus, scripture cannot be broken. Father, I thank you. As you grant your children understanding, teach us to meditate, understand, grow, and begin to understand the change in our identity. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.